Hello and welcome to another episode of Scott and Liam vs Evil. I'm Scott and I hate public buses so much that I've been on about five in my entire life. I'm Liam and I played sports once. <laughs> Just the once. Just the once. <laughs> uh, have you ever been uh, so struggling with your inner demons that you've uh, got so stressed and then shat out a big uh, baby that runs about and kills everybody for yourself? <laughs> a big baby? <laughs> no, I've not, Scott. No, no. no, me neither. That must be the uh, plot of the movie Bad Milo. <laughs> <laughs> I had less, I had less planned for that one actually than uh, than the last thing, but yeah. So, uh, bad Milo. Uh, came out in two thousand thirteen, directed by Jacob Vaughn, produced by the Duplass brothers, who uh, produced a few kind of quirky indie comedies like Jeff Who Lives at Home, and Cyrus. Cyrus. Uh, what did you think of it? Uh I First of all, give me the synopsis because the action is rubbish. I mentioned it was rubbish, yeah. Duncan's life is a real pain in the ass. Tormented by a crooked boss and his family, mountain stress starts to trigger a gastrointestinal reaction. Out of ideas, Duncan seeks the help of a hypnotherapist who helps him discover the root of his unusual stomach pain, a pint-sized demon living in his intestine that, triggered by excessive anxiety, forces its way out and slaughters the people who have angered him. Out of fear that he may target its wrath on the wrong person, Duncan befriends it, naming it Milo and indulging it to keep its appetite at bay. It's about ass demons. What's not to like about ass demons? It just... Ah, oh, I don't know. There was just... It was it was enjoyable to watch, right? Okay, you, you went through it and it was it, it was alright. But do you want to know what I, I felt? And I felt it quite quick. I felt like... Ken Marino's ability to be a leading man is about the same as Dan Marino's ability to act. Are you talking about Ace Ventura? <laughs> Dan Marino's fucking brilliant in Ace Ventura. I just, I didn't... I, I want to delete that out because I don't even want that, <laughs> those words out in the planet. I, I, I feel like he's good, like you know how in role models when he's a stepdad and he's, he's quite funny, he's layers like a kind of secondary character, he's quite brutal to the point. As a leading man, I just didn't kind of pique my interest. Yeah, but he was just meant to be like the average, the average man. Average man that bottles no. things up so much that they come out as little cute ass demons. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was such a metaphor for struggling with the inner demons, isn't it? And then with an inherent uh, getting genetic uh, qualities from your father as well, like oh he's got the same bad temper as I've got. He can't control these inner demons, inner ass demons either. I think they they did kind <clears throat> of straddle, like going gross out humour or a deep meaningful story. They didn't do too much of one and they should have just went one way with it they should have just went gross out completely because see all the yeah. scenes like the, all the gory scenes there only was like two of them or three the of them the gory scenes were quite good I did enjoy it I mean, that was, I mean it was quite funny like when it got to that point where like Milo was out and he was running about and he's like <laughs> he's like a kind of wee gremlin like uh, like ghoulies and kind of movies like that it was kind of like this wee creature running about and eating like just killing just solving all uh, Duncan's problems he rips the guy's dick off <laughs> well I've got here I uh, dick biting brutal dick biting sausage supper <laughs> just a big massive <laughs> like fucking silico dick that the guy Milo just biting off like <laughs> see how can you not like it right I've got some right I've got a, I've got a bunch of questions right uh, when, right the family dinner before Milo comes out when he goes uh-huh. to dinner and the mum's step that his new kind of stepdad, his mum's boyfriend, is in their ch- chat about their sex life. I was like, realistic? Probably not. And it's too much. And I know it's comedy, but it's like unrealistic comedy. That wouldn't happen. Like maybe like the first couple of things, it'd be awkward, like them talking about their sex life, but it wouldn't go to the length as it actually went to. 
I don't believe. I, I think it's meant to show you that he's a pushover, that stuff like that can actually happen right. to him, and he's not going to do anything about it because he's bottling it up. Well, then that's that fully is your is your um your your metaphor for the whole movie. Like, it does. The quote actually in it is, "I have a monster mask. This is the furthest thing from a metaquote." <laughs> when obviously it is a metaphor. No, it's, it's, come out, it's totally a metaphor. I like that. I like that. I'd have done it. That's and that's that's uh, metaphysical, then, isn't it? That's like I'm acknowledging the movie outside the movie. Yeah, that's that's proper. That just went forty foot over my head. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also stars Gillian Jacobs, who's Britta in Community, which is an excellent TV show. I don't know what that is. You never watched it? No. Chevy Chase plays so. like himself. I mean, oh, no, oh, wait, oh yeah, yeah, I know oh, what that is. I'm not really a fan of Chevy Chase. Yeah. Everything you're saying tonight <laughs> makes me hate you. <laughs> Honestly, I came in thinking you were actually alright, and now I despise you a little. Right. right how does right Milo? <laughs> how how does Milo know how to get to the office? You know, the first time he jumps out his butt, and then he just runs away and goes to the office and kills his QB mate. Like, Actually, hey QB, that guy, and he just kills him. It's part of him. I don't know. And then he comes back in, and there's like I'm writing these notes down as I was watching the movie, so I was just like, so he lives in and out of his butt. Like after he comes out, after he escapes the butt, he goes and kills this guy and comes running back and jumps back in his butt. Yeah. Who fucking begs this guy's butthole? Well, that's well. If you were a butt demon, would you not go back to where you find well, where you would call home? It must be really uncomfortable. He must be feeling like he needs a really big shit all the all the day because Milo's not small. But again, let's go back to quotes. Maybe your anus is just like a vagina. Big fat babies come out of tiny vaginas. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that, I say that's the only scientific explanation you need. Right. Okay, I'm with it. Uh, once he goes to the uh, to the office and kills his uh, his cubicle mate, the guy he works with, um, he comes into the office and uh, they they say that the um, the the killing was done by a raccoon. Uh, who's mm-hmm. he was a raccoon's getting in and attacked uh, his, his workmate they've got animal control tape all over the door right to say that it's like animal control's uh-huh. game because it's pest but they're cleaning up the blood that would the, the animal control's not going to come in and clean up the blood well why not I don't think they would also I'm saying you're also like well, at least half an hour before you even see Milo yeah but that's because they're obviously trying to set it set the scene for the the deep the deep family story that he's bottling it up that people are taking advantage of him and I think he does it well I wish Milo was out for more because oh he's such a lovable little ash rogue <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, get down aye, so then after he goes uh, uh, he goes to kill on that one and then he comes out the next time he jumps at the ass he meets the doctor in the street and this is where the dick biting scene comes he's got a, this doctor that was, was an asshole to him earlier on at the, the family dinner uh He's out in the street with a girl and he's trying to get her to go down on him. Oh, he's, was right, it, he's been, she's he's, a hooker. Aye, so he's going down in the, in the hooker out in the middle of the street and then he goes to get her to aye. go down on him and she's like, nope, and walks away. So then he just goes at himself in the middle of the street. <laughs> I, just, that's, I just don't... That's just no... At least just buckle up and go home. Just a regular Saturday night. So that's why he's got his, uh, his bit suit and that's why he gets his sausage supper bit off. <laughs> his sausage supper bit off. So... <laughs> when he gets back to work again... And, he, and, he, and he's going to work. There's still blood all over the walls. Yeah. That would not happen. This is like two animal, or three days later. Animal control were too busy somewhere else. They couldn't come clean up the blood. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think all the points that you're making are so trivial. It's a little ass puppet. And it's brilliant. Yeah. I'm really, oh, I, I've got a question here. Uh, do you think Milo stinks? Oh. They actually don't talk about it, no, do they? No, he must smell like ass. 
unless Ken Marino's just got a nice smell on us. Possibly. Uh, I've written here as well the fight scene spectacular. See when Milo's fighting the, the, his the, dad's uh, one. Yeah, I can't remember his dad's <laughs> name is. It's just ridiculous. Like, Especially puppets. when they film it from their point of view. <laughs> just and they go for it. It's pretty good. I've actually wrote Milo is endearing and lovable despite being a little killing machine. Milo crawled out of Duncan's ass and crawled into my heart. <laughs> I think that is an excellent summary <laughs> for how I feel about Bad Milo. Uh, I feel as if my, my notes are very, very vague towards the end here, right? But I've got a lot of things written down that I really hope that you can help me with. Do you remember the scene where, where he's to go to the basement? He's clearly distressed and in panic. And when he says go to the basement, she's like, You can't order me around. And it's like, like he's literally saying, like, Milo's like running about, like, like causing a mega havoc. He's distressed and panicked. And he says to his, like, his missus, like, go and like be safe. Like, he's really saying, get in the basement, go to the mm-hmm. And she just shouts him, like, you can't order me around. He's like, fucking bolt hen. But maybe she doesn't even believe that a little demon has come out his ass and is running around. You try that with Lorne tonight. Just be like, Lorne, there's a little demon has come out my ass. <laughs> go lock yourself in a cupboard and see what she says. Uh, I've written at the bottom here, fucking dildos in every film. Fucking dildos, man. In every movie we watch. And yet the only person that seems to keep pointing out the dildos <laughs> is yourself. <laughs> Can you uh, imagine uh, at the end of the movie when he has to come out and explain to like his whole family and friends and everybody that's at a party, imagine your turn having to explain who Milo is. He's just an ass demon. He's just this guy just jumped out my ass and he's just killed a bunch of people. But they're all to blame. If they didn't kind of make his life hell and step all over him, Milo wouldn't exist. No, that's true. I've got the end here uh, shining when he puts the axe to the door and then I've written the book here inner evil fighting your demons and that's just straight the metaphor of the entire movie which I thought I thought it was good as far as as a gross out kind of horror comedy it doesn't do the gross out enough or the horror enough it's kind of like it slows down at bits but the wee puppet, I think, is excellent. Aye, yeah. it was, I, I did enjoy the puppet in that, and it was, and it was an alright movie. It was, it was, it was. Quite did you not get it. sad at the end? Like, Aye, see that's, he's basically got a. Yeah, that's, that's to... the final words are written at the very bottom of the page. Poor Milo. Uh, I <laughs> felt so sad. <laughs> uh, I've got down here like Ken Marino was funny, right? And he's funny when he's invited to Paul Rudd and Jason Segel movies, but it's just the improvisation scenes just aren't as good in this in, on his own. I, I thought he was out. I thought Peter Stormare. It was brilliant to see like the nihilist from the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. He plays the hypnotherapist. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was brilliant. Everything he said was hilarious. I enjoyed it. I've got enjoyable, but would I watch again? I'm not sure. And I'm going to give it eight butthole babies out of, five, out of ten. Eight butthole babies. Which is quite that's a good. That's it's actually a good, quite high. No, that's a high. I'd give it seven. And I thought I enjoyed it more than you. Do you know what? Actually, <laughs> do you want to know what it is? Because I've wrote this down here and I've wrote two or three out of five. That's when we're still doing out of five. I would like to change it to seven. Oh, so you're copying me now. <laughs> I'm just copying yeah. you. Shoes on the other foot now, Scott. The the best bit about the actual Milo puppet was because it was all physical and practical. It was like an actual working puppet yeah. as opposed to CGI. So it kind of it made you quite nostalgic for like, the like creature bald, films. Like Bollywood gizmo. Yeah, exactly like that, like Gremlins and stuff. Like a shaped uh, gizmo, that's what you'd have. Anyway, can it remind me, have you ever seen Look Who's Talking to? Mm-hmm. when the babies are a little bigger and there's a toilet and the toilet's like come and sit on me come and sit on me <laughs> oh. you trying to see my pee pee yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I replied to you in the toilet's voice there <laughs> uh, that scene horrified me when I, I was younger I, I, it horrified me as well I don't remember it uh, and that it kind of made me nostalgic for that which 
made me enjoy it even more because I was and like garbage pure kids stuff. and stupid movies like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That. And I liked that. I think that's that was I think that was an attempt, wasn't it, to try and throw nostalgia to these old kind of movies. The old things you would get in VHS. I like uh, the old movies like uh, Frankenhooker and Basket Case and you know, like the Lotter movies and mm-hmm. that. The stuff that's just so gross out that you're like. Should that be allowed? <laughs> yeah. Should there be a movie about a little demon that lives up your butt? The answer I, to that is yes. I'd say, I, I'd say yes. I think, it, like, is whether I watch it again, I'm not sure, but definitely the movie it should exist. So, what did you give it? Seven? Uh, I'm going to give it seven, yeah. Seven I'd, butthole babies out of ten. I'd give it a seven. I think it's on American Netflix. It's not on UK Netflix, but I think I picked it up for like a fiver mm. on DVD. Yeah. And I don't regret that purchase. Hmm. I regret coming here and hearing that you think the Dan Marino can't act. Uh, but apart from that, I don't regret I don't regret the Van Milo purchase. So next up is Chopping Mall from 1986. Uh, it's actually, you found out it was 30 yeah. years old. Uh, on the 21st of March, it's it was 30 years, 30 years old. old yeah. So happy birthday to Chopping yeah. Mall. Uh, it's directed by Jim Wynorski, and I've been so excited about this. His previous films include... Busty Cops, Busty Cops Go to Hawaii, <laughs> The Lusty Busty Barbecue, <laughs> The Breastford Wives, <laughs> The Bear Wench Project, 1, 2 and 3, 3 being the mysterious nymphs of Mystery Mountain, House on Hooter Hill, The Witches of Breswick, and The Devil Wears Nada. <laughs> so it turns out... The Devil Wears Nada is fantastic. <laughs> so it turns out that after chopping all, Jim Wynoski became a bit of a pervert. <laughs> But he does some of the X of them under different names. Are these like, are these like parody movies? Or are they all pretty much straight up porn no, movies? No, they're definite true, true epics. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I've never seen any of them. I figured out what we're doing for episodes <laughs> six, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. The whole Bear Wench project, <laughs> all three of them. Honestly, if you go on his IMDb, it's just. Do you think he's list. proud of all those movies? Well, probably if it's been not be proud. I'd, be pr- I'd be proud of those names. I'd just be even make a movie. I'd but, just rate them as the pun names. Put <laughs> that. <laughs> just walk around trying to sell things. <laughs> uh, he does them under different names. Like I think he done one under something like Mike Blueberry. <laughs> he directs. He directs under fake names, obviously because his wife must know he's a <laughs> sexual deviant. Uh, it was produced by Roger and Julie Corman. Obviously, Roger Corman. Everyone knows in horror. He directed things like Attack of the Crab Monster, a uh, Slumber Party Massacre, Sharptopus vs Werewolf, Cobra Gator. All those. Well, we should definitely get him on board to make uh, Cocktopus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we found our guy. <laughs> should I actually email him right after this? Yeah. How, how do you fancy making Cocktopus? Yes. I think we should. It's better than some of this stuff. I mean, Cobra Gator. That sounds shit. I've not actually seen it. I mean, it sounds brilliant. You should definitely make Cocktopus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right, really. Chopping mall. Yep. Sometimes shopping can cost you an arm and a leg. Which I think that's a brilliant tagline. I think so, too, yeah. However, throughout this movie, is there any chopping? No, there is not. There no, is, there's there not. is no <laughs> chopping. No chopping at all. Uh, teenagers working at the local shopping mall sneak in supplies and wait until the mall locks up for an intimate party night. The mall has a sophisticated robot security system, as one does, that goes into attack mode after a malfunction and kills the human security guards. Now the teens must run for their lives and try to find a way out of the mall using materials within them all bum 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 it's 
it starts with the robot comes in and you see them and it's got the same wheels as Johnny Five is alive. Like, is it just the same prop? And then it's got the same head as uh, the robot for Rocky Five. Happy birthday party. <laughs> right. Happy birthday party. I was like, I don't know what robot <laughs> that is. Sylvester <laughs> <laughs> <Thelvester> Stallone. <laughs> Essentially, it's horny teens are chased around a shopping mall by killer robots armed with lasers. And just in a nutshell, it sounds brilliant. So it starts off with the, um, the, the like a display. It starts off with the, an advert, like a promotional video for the for the robots. So the, the people who've made the robots are trying to promote them to the to the mm-hmm. mall, and uh, so you kind of see that a guy kind of try to shoot them and stuff, and it, it obviously doesn't work. So you, but then you realise that's a video they're watching. But then the guy who's pitching it to the the mall says absolutely nothing can go wrong, and then you get the simultaneous eye rolling for two in the, in the audience, and I think they. Uh, that's a cameo for something I don't need something to do it people that have been in uh, Roger Corman's mm. other movies and the eye roll and you think well obviously something's going to go wrong <laughs> but it's just it's there's so much annoying like like see when they go they're in a restaurant or one of them they work in a kitchen the two main the kind of girls is that the dirtiest chef in the world like literally he has got shit all over <laughs> his t-shirt like he is so mock it like I don't know what the fuck he's done see when you sit and watch a, a film do you go right I'm going to look for the weirdest thing that <laughs> nobody else has noticed what are the things that annoy me <laughs> the, it was originally released as Killbots but apparently due to a very poor performance because of uh, well the producers thought everyone thought it was like a Transformers type kids mm. movie they then re-released it on video as Chopping Mall which is a far better name Chopping Mall yeah, like, no chopping happens no the but fuck circuit. the fuchsia, it's Friday! <laughs> <laughs> just talking to me shit lines, man. So 80s. <laughs> oh, how, how can you shoot the gun? Uh, I sure I can. I saw Dirty Harry 24 times. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mate, I've seen Star Wars like 300 times. Still couldn't work a lightsaber. So. I've got... Uh, why are the parents in these movies always so fucking stupid and gullible? <laughs> like, they just but they just like give them some sort of stupid reason. I can't remember if they told them they're going to a party in the mall, but I've written here after it, so that's pretty much they're doing having a party in the mall. A party in the mall, is this why they need patrol robots? They shoot horny drunk teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? They need fucking did, patrol robots? What type of crime do you have in a shopping <laughs> yeah. mall that needs deadly laser robots? <laughs> but then I thought about Black Friday. Think about that, fighting over TVs, maybe if you had a robot there. Aye, aye. Fighting over a 50 inch Sony? No, if there's a robot with a laser I suppose. See how when they're in, they're in the this in the department store and like the the two horny teenagers go away and leave the two geeky teenagers alone. You can hear them in the back room. Oh, you're the king! You're the king! And they're like, they're having a nice time. You're like, move away from them. Get out of that place. You're sitting listening to your pal getting it on, man. See, you said how gullible the parents. But if your kids, now you have any, come up to you and say, "No, oh, we're going to have a party in a furniture shop in a closed mall," you'd be like, "Oh, do what you want." That sounds, <laughs> you, that sounds like the most responsible parent I've <laughs> I mean, ever be. Like, that sounds so shit and boring that there's genuinely no trouble you could go up to in a furniture shop in a mall. Well, that's that's where you would be wrong because apparently <laughs> you can get up to quite a lot of trouble. Only if there's killer laser robots. And there are only three of them. The whole film. Well, you know how like it's, it comes out and I can't remember how far it is because I'm, I can tell you when I've actually written... Right, okay, so... They come up and they kill a couple of the guys and they, the robots slit throats. Yeah. Why did they do that? I mean, they don't have hands, opposable thumbs. Why did they come up they and They have hands, them? but they've got tiny little Aye, hands. It's like clip, cr- claw clip. Well, thalidomides, yeah. robot hands. <laughs> but why are they, that's why they're slitting throats. It just makes like, the, like, the kills like to, to change them a bit. And then I've got the next one up here is he blows her head up. I am into this movie. That's me in. It was the, probably the best head 
head explosions and scanners. The wise eye, the laser just comes in and just fucking blows her up. And the then he goes, ah, thank you, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which so is quite cheesy, but man. Because it's so cheesy, it's just, as the 80s kind of camp, it's just, just Z movie. shite it's... taglines, it's shite uh, one-liners, like they, they climb through the vents and then the robots turn the heating on, they're trying to french fry us! <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> fucking so cheesy and shit, but... See, uh, I, I do have an annoying, so see when they're sitting, like, is everybody you in this movie... always have a fucking annoying... Is everybody in this movie a shite shot? They're all kind of leaning over the balcony trying to shoot them for ages, and then our hero, uh, Kelly Maroney, she steps up and shoots the fucking thing straight away, and the boy's like, nice shot! Yeah, my dad was in the Marines! <laughs> So fucking wet! And <laughs> wet! My dad is a mechanic. Aye! Doesn't he mean I can fix it? My dad's cars. a joint, that doesn't mean I'll fit your kitchen. <laughs> so that does not mean fucking anything. Oh. <sighs> and I've got no sympathy for Linda dying either. She just runs into the middle of the open and then just stops and turns around. That's Barbara Crampton. But aye. Yeah, don't you dare. No, wait, did she, got, she got her head blown off, did you know? No, no, that was the. Or is that somebody else? Is that not Kelly Maroney? No, she's a, she survives it then. I don't think. It might have been Barbara Crampton. I can't remember. Well, I, anyway. No, it's a girl with dark hair, and she runs out and she stops oh, in the middle right. of the fucking open, and she and she gets Rick killed and all. Selfish oh. bitch. That's what I felt. That's what I've written down. That's really up to you, Scott. It did, eh? Yeah, Barbara Crampton's in it. It was in Reanimator. We are still here. Puppet Master. Boobs and everything. She's now like a real noble old lady. <laughs> still good looking. She's still, she's still an attractive lady. She was in it, so I like it. Yeah. Not that I'm a pervert for older ladies, but I like Barbara Crampton. <laughs> well, she, she wasn't older when she was in the movie. True. Sorry, the story is very predictable. As predictable as having a party in a furniture store. Or one of those casual Sundays. Yeah, it's, it's predictable in the terms of you've got four or five people, something bad happens, three of them die and two of them survive, and you can tell who's got to survive at the end, and they're going to come up with some reason to save the day. Which I can't actually remember why they saved the I day. I can't remember that. I've written here what was its plan when it snuck up on Alison. I don't fucking remember. I don't even know who Alison was. But I'm assuming... Yeah, but it shows... That's what I was asking. Are these robots conscious? Because they're doing things like sneaking up. No, they ask for their ID card. And if they don't produce an ID card, then they get lasered. Mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. they introduced that in Glasgow. ID, mate. I've not got it with me. Pew! 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 See at the end, it's like it's there's there's the it's like sixteen bit computer music that's kind of playing through, which is pretty sweet at the end when yeah. it's getting when it's like the the suspense and everything's uh, coming up and the actions coming into it. But the robot just fucking just starts crashing into everything. He goes into the pet shop and drives into everything. Like she's hiding underneath the the the, the, the shelf with the like underneath the snakes and the tarantulas and that. That's it. The and pet shop. Why is there only snakes and tarantulas? Yeah. And the fucking robot Kill. just comes in and just crashes into everything and knocks everything <laughs> out and like releases all the animals. I was like, what's the hell's wrong with his eyes broke? Does he even have eyes? I don't know. It does just. That's it. We don't even know what who who's who. Because it just goes straight into it. See, this no movie is the movie is so old that when I was watching it, it's like that kind of old. The sounds all kind of warped, and if they move too fast, you get that red blood that comes behind them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if your copy well, was like that. What but did you watch it on DVD? DVD, yeah. Mm. I think I think Region One. I think I did. Like I don't know if you get like a digital remastered version that's that's better quality, but mine I was, doubt it. I doubt they've went to the effort. Nah, mine was totally, Well, maybe they have now. That's thirty years old. Unreal circumstances, predictability, cheesy phrases, and personality. True 80s camp. But, is what I wrote. In saying all that, I would probably watch it again. Just for the head exploding scene. But in a kind of putting on when everybody's, when a couple of folks sitting around about getting drunk. 
to watch it like a party styling it is definitely like a kind of yeah I think if a group of you found it if somebody found it funny everyone would yeah but watching it yourself does get a little sad yeah. it's watching most movies yourself <laughs> <laughs> if you grew up with it if you grew up with it and all the lines were brilliant you, could, you were quoting all the lines then watching it as, as a group of adults would be great um, me watching it the other night there uh, it was alright see the bit where the guy's like he thinks she's upset and he's like trying to prod her and be like oh come on and she's <laughs> I've got here I'm sorry it's not you Ferdy I guess I'm just not used to running around a shopping mall in the middle of the night being chased by killer robots <laughs> but she says it's such a throwaway comment yeah. as if who the fuck would be used to that and it's... did you also notice the shopping mall do you recognise it I was going to check to see if it was the same one for Dawn of the Dead is it no oh bollocks it is the Sherman Oaks Galleria featured in see Commando when Alan Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. just swings in the big parachute thing yeah. and Terminator 2 mm-hmm. and Fast Times at Ridgemont High oh yes so well that's the movie with the underage girl getting her boobs out and simulating sex isn't it Fast Times at Ridgemont High girl is actually Kayla Maroney is it really I don't, know if it, I don't know if it's the young one or she is in it anyway Kayla Maroney's the one with the big stupid 80s here as most of them did in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. <laughs> uh, did you rate it? I've not written a rating down. No, I wrote party in a furniture store, question mark. How could that be good? Unless you really like furniture. I guess when you're... Did you remember being a teenager all those years ago? Just getting drunk somewhere. <laughs> Don't act like you're mega younger than me. Uh, I'm young enough, Scott. <laughs> I'm young enough. It's, uh, I guess if you've got booze, then... Having a party when there's a chance you'll get your holes a good it's a good time. Anyway. In a furniture shop? Anyway. I don't know. Kids hang about up up, up the fields and everything. And parks. I know, but also why is there so many guns in the shopping centre? It's America. Ah, oh, true. How are they also good at the guns? Their dad was in the Marines. It's like we pick the guns up and the robots are shooting, the lasers are going everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the lasers They're are going fucking no everywhere. One. Oh. That, was, that was frustrating that scene was frustrating as well since they were so they were able to come up slit your throat sneak up you behind the fucking smoke machines come out the vending machines but then when they're shooting their lasers out in the open it takes them forever to actually hit something yeah. so you've got to make me hate it now I'm, I was liking it for a while but it didn't sound like it I, I'm not sure if I liked it da, da, Dan Marino's <laughs> acting would it have been alright in this yes of course it would have yeah of course it would have been <laughs> the it's a camp 80s throwaway movie with your friends it's worth a watch I, I'd give it a 5 aye, I but a 6.5 because of the head scene aye it was six, I'm going to give it 6 exploding heads out of 10 10 exploding heads 6 exploding heads out of 10 exploding heads out of 10 exploding heads out of 10 yeah. exploding heads aye. it's a weird rating system you've got going <laughs> but it works yeah. So that was chopping mall. Have a nice day. <laughs> Fine. That was my. That was, I can't do <laughs> a robot voice. <laughs> well, I have to end it on doesn't really matter. Uh, chopping. It might be on Netflix. I don't think it is. But just you'll you'll pick it up for a pound or something. Yeah. Uh, probably less than second hand shops, man. It was not Go to a car boot sale. Probably get it in video for fifty pence. Yeah. If you do actually message me, I'll probably buy it off you. I quite like to have it in video. But anyway. And another episode of Scott's Conspiracy Corner. Which delights do you have for us tonight? Scott? Oh, this week it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> this week um, I've been looking into uh, cattle mutilations. 
And what are cattle mutilations, you ask? Well, you might remember when you were talking about the... Uh, the I didn't ask. And <laughs> <laughs> in the very first episode when I'd done a conspiracy, I was talking about the different types of clones that the Illuminati use, and one of them that was uh, based on DNA strands that were then created into clones or, or human lookalikes, uh, they said that perhaps that's where why cattle were being mutilated to take their DNA to use as a, as a base, as a kind of stem cell to, to create humanoid clones. Um, cattle mutilations are instances where a domestic farm animal has been butchered with surgical precision. Are this done mostly to cows? It all happens to horses. And uh, the first case that actually happened that was recorded was in a horse. And it's, uh, the characteristics of it are such that they rule out a kill by wild predators, such as coyotes or wolves. The first... Uh, the first cattle mutilation uh, was was noted down on April 21st, 1897 by Alexander Hamilton. Uh, he was awakened at night by loud humming noises coming from his cattle yard and uh, he and other, two other men went outside and saw an airship slowly come down and hover over the yard. And uh, here's how Hamilton described it. It consisted of a great cigar-shaped portion, possibly 300 feet long, with the carriage underneath. The carriage was made of glass or some other transparent substance, alternating with a narrow strip of some material. It was brightly laden within, and everything was plainly visible. It was occupied by six of the strangest beings I ever saw. They were jabbering together, but we could not understand a word they said. It seemed to pause and hover directly over a two-year-old heifer, where it was bawling and jumping, apparently fast in the fence. Going to her, we found a cable about a half-inch in thickness made of some red material, fastened in a slipknot around her neck, one end passing up to the vessel, and the heifer tangled in the wire fence. We tried to get it off, but could not. So we cut the wire loose and stood in amazement to see the ship, he and all, rise slowly, disappearing in the northwest. Tom Slink, four miles away, found the hind legs and the head in his field the next day. No tracks in the soft round, which mystified him. Now that's a... <coughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> now, in 1897, how have they got to know what aliens are? How have they got to know all those things? I'm just, I'm just waiting for a minute to step in and just yeah, I've rubbish the most, everything that you've said. The mo- wait a minute. The, mo- the, mo- the, modern, the most modern case, the first modern case uh, in record, uh, recorded history occurred in 1967 in the San Luis Valley in uh, southern Colorado. There was a horse owned by the King family uh, named Lady was found dead in a pasture. His flesh had been stripped completely from the skull, exposing the bare bones. The bones were so clean of flesh that the skull looked as if it had been sitting out exposed to the sun for weeks. However, the family had just seen the horse alive two days earlier. More confounding was the fact that there were absolutely no blood found near the body and no animal tracks of any kind nearby. Like, several organs of the horse were missing and cuts were made more precisely than the sharpest knife could have made at that time. It's, I mean, how do you explain that kind of stuff? See when an animal dies and it starts to bloat naturally with expanding gas, it can split the skin. And it can split it so perfectly, it looks like a, an incision. So there's that. There's also the fact that like blowflies and stuff land on it, eat it, lay eggs, maggots. They feast. They can't chew through the cow hide, so they feast on like the genitalia and all the soft tissue, which would explain that. So rather than cattle mutilations, it's cattle decompositions. It's generally natural death, and they find them a few days later. And the animals just decomposed. But where have the maggots gone? Would you mean where have the maggots There's gone? There's no maggots on these. And this horse one, or and any. Is is it <laughs> <laughs> ever? <laughs> is that stated in it, <laughs> or are you just making it um, up? No, I believe that is the case. Yep, there is no uh, insects around. Well, predators 
other birds, uh, or scavengers, sorry, birds that would come down, it would just tear apart, eat up all the leftover meat and stuff, and then obviously. But what, what about what about the certain organs? It's all. It's usually the soft tissue. No, but uh, there's like. They, they take some uh, organs and leave others like why I mean they're all soft tissue in your organs I mean some will be stronger and thicker than others but right so what do you think is doing it what do you mean what do you think is doing it aliens aliens so a being that can travel millions and millions of light years to get here and they just want to just kill a cow and take the DNA to then create clones for the Illuminati why, why are they creating for the Illuminati should the Illuminati should be creating but then you don't know what the Illuminati is you don't know the, how big the Illuminati goes the it goes, it goes, deep. To, it goes aliens. to aliens, it goes to the reptilians, it goes to... It's all there. I've got here, investigators report that when a true cattle mutilation has occurred, flies will not land in the carcass and coyotes won't touch it either. The carcass can lie in the sun for weeks and never be touched by flies or coyotes. Explain that one. You can't. Well, the Washington County, Arkansas, Sheriff's Department placed a dead cow in a field and had observers watch what happened over the next 48 hours. When they reported that bloating led to incision-like tears in the skin and that blowflies and maggots had cleaned out the soft tissue so that the carcass looked exactly like those that had been attributed to aliens or satanic cultists, they were generally ignored by the community of true believers. Or idiots. That's what they'd want you to think. Uh, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Why would they... What are they going to do? Create like a half-alien, half-cow hybrid? I think very really intelligent but still milks from its others yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's nonsense that like without a doubt a lot, most mutilations will fall under the category of like pranksters or cults or coyotes or the natural bloating and skin ripping that you've said there but there have been far more than mutilations than you can probably realise like in urban areas and major cities in the country cows news of any kind is no news so you don't you, they don't report it in the midwest though it's a different story thousands of cattle have been lost over the years since 1967 in unexplained or strange circumstances just doesn't make the news just because they've you know they can say that it's like certain ways of de- decomposition can be akin to what happens and what's what they're reporting here doesn't mean to say that that's in every single one but you said pranks what are teenagers doing that they want to party in furniture stores or just go and cut up some cows, steal their organs, make it look like aliens, that. And crop circles as well. Aliens are sitting in a planet millions of miles away thinking, do you know what I'm going to do tonight? Fly to Earth, just make some fancy designs and some crops, kill some cows. Why don't they just start here, I've, got, I've got your biggest, the biggest question here that doesn't get answered in any, uh, any of your um, statements here explaining how the decomposition can create the, the effect and the look to everything. If... You've got all these many kill these because they're explainable, but 40-50% are not explainable, and this group fits the classic pattern of cattle mutilation. For example, between 75 and 77, nearly 2,000 cattle were mutilated in 22 states. If this has been accomplished by a group of people or individuals, they would have to surgically attend to two cows a day for two years over any of 22 states. That's not likely. Predator kills are easily identified by experienced ranchers and veterinarians, and most of these kills could not have been done by a wild predator, especially since these kills involve the removal of only select organs. Now, Still, these things can still be explained by what you had said, but what I'm saying is, what killed these cows in the first place? These healthy cows and, and cattle, what killed these cows in the first place to then for them decom? It's the same as you can get sudden death syndrome in humans. But that many? It's a Why strange pattern. It's a strange pattern. How and do also, they know, how do you know a cow's healthy? It's fair enough I'm saying, oh well, it seemed healthy a few days ago. Unless they're testing the cows every day. 
I could look healthy right now and drop dead by the time this podcast comes out and you say, well, you looked healthy the other night. Maybe inside I'm not healthy. Maybe, maybe I am. <laughs> but I just, I'm just, I'm calling bullshit so on that So we're going to say, we're saying with this one has been debunked as there is explainable I, I'm saying it's debunked. I don't know. Do you believe it? You seem, I'm not sold on this one. Not sold on cat no. mutilations. I think that the, uh, the scientific explanations are pretty plausible to my ears that, that that's with the case that it's happening here. which is kind of a shame for the researcher Linda Moulton Howe who seems to have spent a lot of time researching this stuff but I guess there's a lot of people out there who will buy her books so I guess it's not a shame at all well what else is in her book different ways to um, basically she's got a book called A Strange Harvest and the existence of cat mutilations was brought to the attention of the public by Linda Moulton Howe how researched and produced a documentary called A Strange Harvest. It was first work that connected cat mutilations to UFOs. The documentary won an Emmy Award in 1980. Her work concluded that animal mutilations appear to emanate from two places. One, UFOs, and two, unmarked helicopters and large vans seemingly owned by branches of the US government. Uh, I did say that The Strange Harvest was a book. Uh, I apologise, it's a documentary, and you can probably find that if you look hard enough. Or don't. Maybe <laughs> do something better with your time. Um, but I mean that's look that's goes into a new like branch of the uh, of conspiracy theories the black helicopters that's part of the American government if you if you start researching into these things whenever something like that goes on in UFOs go around there's these black helicopters that are seemingly from Earth that people will see flying around like um, remember me seeing a helicopter that yeah. and we thought it was a UFO what did it turn out to be somebody looking for a dead body in the cloud yep a helicopter I'll find um, something that's real. You'll keep trying. I will keep trying. I'm sure you will keep trying. So I'm going to call total bullshit on cattle mutilations. Yep, I agree. Uh, much like your killer clown story. Although Do more, uh, quite a few folk have actually said to me that I remember that growing yeah. up. Do you? I now think all I do is associate with liars. <laughs> but <laughs> You're just jealous of it. Just because you were hanging about with pedos when you were young, you weren't hanging about with killer clowns. Yeah, I had all the physical balls I could want. It was brilliant. <laughs> Uh, if you agree with cattle mutilations, which would be weird, yeah. let us know. Or if you think you've got a theory that you could give Scott, that yeah. he might actually be able to I'll do some digging. stump me and the scientists, <laughs> <laughs> then let us know. Yeah, just uh, send any uh, conspiracy suggestions to me uh, or to both of us at, on Twitter at Scott and Liam Versus. Uh, you can message them on our Facebook page, it's forward slash Scott and Liam Versus Evil. Or you can email them straight to us at Scott and Liam versus Evil at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. There we go. Conspiracy theory debunked and next week we're going to be talking about which movies? Oh, the one that you've got a little bit of a semi over. I've been looking forward to this one since we started it. We're going to do a George Romero special for episode six. We're going to be discussing Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Die of the Dead, Survival of the Dead. The Night of the Living Dead remake. Night of the Living Dead probably. remake, Tom Savini. And we will maybe touch on Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake, but I wasn't a big fan. No, I like that. We should we talk will about that. not be talking about the Day of the Dead remake starring Mina Savari, which was absolutely awful. I like Mina Savari, but it was Just horrid. Disgraceful, man. Uh, we've actually got a few minutes to go. I might introduce the new Netflix section. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, we know some people, or many of us, uh, like going on Netflix every night be them, and chilling be them drone, uh, droned drunk or stoned or just whatever so we thought a good idea would be 
to take a few new movies that have just appeared on Netflix and give you a quick yes, watch them, or no, don't bother with that shit, much like Scott's cattle mutilation story. So this week, the one I only watched earlier today was Helen Back. It's a stop motion animation about two best friends setting out to rescue their pal after he's accidentally dragged to hell. It's they've got the voice of Mila Kunis, Rob Briggle, Susan Sarandon, Danny McBride, and H. John Benjamin, and it was fucking brilliant. I know I keep saying that about him, but it was laugh out loud funny. Um, I I'd, I'd heard about this movie as well, just like literally like the day before, and I was meant to say to you about it. I didn't realise that it was on your Netflix. Oh, it's good. Um, so I'm going to watch that tonight. I, I think it looks really good. Um, uh, really, re- I'd recommend it if you like. All my Netflix just for like cartoons and horror movies. If you like either cartoons or horror movies, then it's up your street. Definitely watch it. Another one uh, was The Voices. Uh, it's got Ryan Reynolds, and it's a black comedy about a man pursuing his office crush with the help of his evil talking cat and benevolent talking dog. Uh, it's also got Gemma Arterton and Anna Kendrick, and I watched this at Lena, found this in HMV a while ago, and it's actually really good. I uh, like I said before whenever anything's about mental illness I'm in the back foot for how they're going to portray it but I thought this one was a really good really? yeah Jelly I really good. liked it I, I thought Ryan Reynolds was brilliant in it I liked the whole uh, the dug in cat being the devil's on your shoulder I thought the devil and angel on your shoulder that was brilliant. the cat obviously being uh, the devil yeah <laughs> <laughs> the cat was, cat was Scottish one wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's two movies that have just came on Netflix recently that are well worth a watch Um uh, my recommendation then for this one, I'm going to put out the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, apparently, it's getting remade into a TV show, so that's really? really interesting. So if you've not watched this movie, it's it's um, it's not it's not new. It's um, from 1988. It's been on Netflix for a long time, but I recommend you watch it if you like clowns and you like space and you like killing. Bonkers. So that's the Netflix recommendations. In other weeks, we'll watch some more. And we can give you ones to avoid because there's some of shit on there. Yes, that is true. I'll probably still enjoy it, but tell other people it's shit. So, yeah, get in contact, give us some feedback, uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We'd really like those little five stars to shine up next to our name. Yeah, we need to get enough for that will happen. Make uh, us feel that like we've actually accomplished something <laughs> yeah, in life. <laughs> Uh, like us on Facebook it's Scott and Liam versus Evil that's straight enough and honestly just get in touch on, on Twitter and send us emails about your scary stories your recommendations for movies your conspiracy theories your anything at all everyone we've been speaking to on Twitter so far have all been really nice yeah giant fun no, it's been uh, pretty good interacting with different podcasts and stuff we'll be throwing some shout outs probably I'll just give a wee shout out to Rat and Melody from Omaha in Nebraska I'll do an accent but I always sound retarded and Irish, no matter what accent I try. So check those guys out. They do a brilliant horror podcast, much like ourselves. Uh, it's called The Real Rats Podcast, and you'll find them in the big bad Twitterverse at Real Rats, R-W-E-L, Rats, and on iTunes in the usual places. Find them, follow them, retweet them, rate them. We've only been going, what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah and it's, it's going well so if you keep liking downloading listening it's thanks to you guys so we'll see you next week cheers <laughs>